This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. You probably heard by now that Donald Trump is not planning on doing the debate tonight on Fox. He says instead he's going to do an event for the Wounded Warriors, and I hope that doesn't mean the Wounded Warrior Project. They have their own problems right now since CBS just did an expose showing the charity spends only 60% of your donations on the vets themselves. The rest of that money pays for lavish parties for the charity's executives. But that's probably a topic for another podcast. Today, it's time to talk about the feud between Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly. It all started at the first GOP debate back in August. Here's the full exchange of Megyn's first question to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump, one of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. Your Twitter account. Thank you. For the record, it was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women? I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been... It's a fair question. Calling people names isn't necessarily about political correctness. It's, It's about how you interact with other people. You can be politically incorrect and still not call someone a fat pig. That, that, that's nothing to do with political correctness. That's, that's politeness. Anyway, he doesn't just call women names. Okay, He calls everybody names. And if Megyn Kelly had gone through his Twitter history, you can be sure that the Democrats had gone through his history as well. And actually, that was proven to be the case. The whole premise of her question that that Hillary Clinton was going to bring this up as an issue about the war on women, that was proven to be correct as a premise because Hillary Clinton tried to attack Trump for being sexist in December of last year after the debate. Trump had a very effective response to Hillary, and it actually ended up hurting her more than him in the exchange. But the premise of what Megyn Kelly's original question was, was completely valid. Now, this part of Trump's answer was not. What I say is what I say. And honestly, Megyn, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. But you know what? We, we... Oh, it turns out he would do that. That was a threat. And by the way, that's a trend here. That was a threat on national television 
and it was followed up by a series of Twitter attacks against Megyn Kelly throughout the night and the next several days. And there has been a sustained campaign by Trump against Megyn Kelly ever since. And Trump supporters, by the way. There was no excuse for it. It was unnecessary. He didn't have to say that to answer the rest of the question. And that's where this whole feud began. After the debate, Trump retweeted one of his fans who said, quote, Fox viewers give low marks to bimbo Megyn Kelly will consider other programs, close quote. Within hours of Megyn asking the question, he confirmed the point. Essentially, he called a professional journalist, a wife, and a mother of three a bimbo. So with this week's debate on Fox fast approaching, Trump's team was trying to get Megyn Kelly kicked off as one of the moderators. Now keep in mind, Kelly has the second highest rated show on all of cable, only behind Bill O'Reilly. Trump used to appear regularly on that show. That was before the August debate. Now, he didn't want her to be a moderator on this debate, and he wasn't wanting to go if she was going to be a moderator. It's certainly not the first time that the Republicans have had a problem with a debate moderator during the last election cycle. Newt Gingrich always saw a spike in the polls after he ripped a moderator for a question he thought was unfair. In the CNBC debate earlier this cycle, Ted Cruz had a highlight moment when he did the same thing. You know, let me say something at the outset. The questions that have been asked so far in this debate illustrate why the American people don't trust the media. This is not a cage match. And you look at the questions, Donald Trump, are you a comic book villain? Ben Carson, can you do math? John Kasich, will you insult two people over here? Marco Rubio, why don't you resign? Jeb Bush, why have your numbers fallen? How about talking about the substantive issues people care about? That debate was considered so biased by the GOP and the candidates that the GOP has disinvited NBC to work on any of their future debates this season. So what Trump was trying to do to get Kelly removed was in line with what the GOP has already done this season. Not much difference there. But Trump's team went too far. Fox released a statement accusing Trump's campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, of threatening Megyn Kelly. Here's the statement, quote, in a call with a Fox News executive, Lewandowski stated that Megan had a, quote, rough couple of days after that last debate, close quote, and he would, quote, hate to have to have her go through that again, close quote. Lewandowski was warned not to level any more threats, but he continued to do so. It'd be a shame if something, you know, bad would have happened to, come on. As a journalist, to me, that's absolutely out of bounds. And it's a trend, by the way. Remember, he threatened her in the debate. His campaign manager threatened her again this week. Here's why it's so bad. We already have a president who thinks bullying the press is okay. Listen to a report from 2013 on CNN. 
not exactly a right-wing hotspot. CNN, this is anchor Carol Costello. Because I felt it firsthand when I was, um, you know, reporting on the presidential race. I mean, President Obama's people can be quite nasty. They don't like you to say anything bad about their boss, and they're not afraid to use what other means they have at hand to stop you from doing that, including threatening your job. See, that wasn't just a threat. They actually went after James Rosen on Fox News. They had the IRS threaten his mother. He was under investigation by the FBI for being a reporter. They threatened 20 different reporters with the Associated Press. Someone hacked into Cheryl Atkinson's computer and spied on her for months. She now has a $35 million lawsuit against Eric Holder, the former attorney general, For that spying, we already have a president who has tried to destroy the free press. We can't have another one. Threatening an anchor with mass retaliation because you don't like her questions? Questions which, by the way, will be brought up by the Democrats eventually. It's not okay. Now, at this point in the debate negotiations, Fox News had the high road. And then they just gave it up. In a statement about the controversy to Mediaite, which is a right-wing website, a news website, someone at Fox News said, and I don't know who, but someone released a statement saying, quote, we learned from a secret back channel that the Ayatollah and Putin both intend to treat Donald Trump unfairly when they meet with him if he becomes president. A nefarious source tells us that Trump has his own secret plan to replace the cabinet with his Twitter followers to see if he should even go to those meetings. Man, that's dumb. If y'all learn nothing else from my podcasts, learn this. When you have the moral high ground, don't give it up. That statement gave Trump all the cover he needed. He then announced he was dropping out because of that statement. And he said Fox News couldn't toy with him, which is what they were doing. It was all the cover he needed. Fox's attempt to ridicule Trump publicly was wrong and it was stupid. But Trump's attempt to intimidate and bully the press is worse. Why? Because, again... We already have a president that is willing to trample on the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America if the press reports something he doesn't like. Fast and Furious, Benghazi, the IRS scandal, all of those had reporters who were retaliated against by our federal government. Trump's behavior towards Fox and Megyn Kelly in particular demonstrates He will be every bit as bad as Obama when it comes to freedoms of the press. And we cannot have that kind of behavior in the White House anymore. Now, getting back to the question that started this all off, does Trump treat women poorly? Let me just leave you with Trump's tweet from early yesterday morning. Quote, I refuse to call Megyn Kelly a bimbo because that would not be politically correct. Instead, I will only call her a lightweight reporter. Well, some lightweight, Don. She was able to chase you off by simply refusing to be bullied. 
Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. No matter what you say, I will not bully you. I promise. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light